This is episode number 41 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. In last week's episode, I let you in on the powerful consent practice of asking before you ask, which I call a superpower for fine-tuning your intimacy. This week, I will be addressing a theme requested by a listener. In episode number 41, I will explore loss and address the question of what happens when no matter how hard you try, it just doesn't work out. When the relationship ends or the job falls through or a battle with illness is lost, what then? I'm grateful to this avid supporter of my podcast that you requested this important theme. All right, let's dig in. I'm going to start with a story. It was Christmas Day of December 2017 in Dallas, Texas. The sun was sparkling golden, and my three travel companions and I were outfitted in matching t-shirts I had printed just for our adventure. As we loaded the U-Haul with the final contents of my studio apartment, I felt elation and optimism. I was taking a big leap and moving my life, my business, and my heart 2,000 miles across the country from South Dallas to the Pacific Northwest to live with a man I had only recently met but loved dearly and knew I wanted to follow. That morning, he was at my side, slugging boxes along with two dear friends who had joined the caravan. I was beaming. As we finally pulled out of the driveway, behind schedule but still upbeat, The triumphant notes of my departure began to go flat. Immediately upon embarking west, my boyfriend and I began to bicker. I initially chalked it up to the stress of the move, but over the next few days, the irritation and the space between us grew. The man whose love had propelled me to upend my life became someone I could hardly stand, and it was clear he felt the same. The warm glow was replaced by something dull and cold. We landed on the Olympic Peninsula of Washington on the night of December 30th, emotionally and physically exhausted. It wasn't long after that before he broke up with me. And I found myself in a dark, dreary landscape far from home and friends I knew, with my hopes for a partnership to anchor me in this new world shattered. As you listen to my story, consider ways that you may be able to relate. When in your life did dreams dissolve, especially unexpectedly? Did you lose what you had dearly wanted? And what happened then inside your heart and mind? Who did you find there? As you probably already know, our active, problem-oriented minds are designed to solve things and answer questions like, How do I replace the flat tire? Or how do I suture up the wound? This feature of our brains hones in on what is unresolved in our environment and, like trying to unscrabble a Rubik's Cube, gets to work decoding the puzzle. Prioritizing problem solving is essential for our survival. But when we are faced with something we can't fix easily or at all, our mind has no place to put the fix-it energy. Not being able to solve it, whatever it is, brings us into contact with the limits of our control. Nothing short of terror can follow. 
When my boyfriend broke up with me the first time, I flung myself at him, pleading for a second chance. Looking back, deep down, I knew he was right, and that ultimately we didn't have what it took to make a relationship work. But at the time, I couldn't let go. He had to break up with me one and a half more times before the truth of our incompatibility landed and I stopped resisting. Through and after all that must be handled in the face of loss, there is the potential to cultivate something different, a letting the self that was known die, a letting go. With every relationship or job or dream lost, a part of us dies too. Letting a part of the self die the one we once knew, allows for the possibility of someone new to eventually emerge. And it's hard to let go. More often what happens is that we cling to something, anything, to hang on to. We can find ourselves blaming ourselves, which is easier than realizing sometimes awful things just happen. We can find ourselves blaming others, which may give temporary relief, but will keep the wounds open and seeping. We can find ourselves cutting off from life, anesthetizing so as not to feel the agony. While understandable, all of these are still forms of fix-it energy, to put the pain somewhere or put the pain nowhere, to imagine we can still control it, rather than to realize how small we are in the face of the bigness of the forces of life, rather than to feel it. When we can look at loss, and instead of pretending it isn't there, say, I see you. I am ready to stop pretending. Show me what this is, and show me who I am. We actually empower ourselves. We stop losing energy, trying to live a fiction, and instead start getting into a deeper engagement with the ground of the truth that is right in front of us. The truth I got to face four years ago when my relationship ended was that I had rushed into a love affair without doing the deeper work of cultivating a friendship, and that it was neither his fault nor mine that the relationship ended. Neither of us was bad. Delusional, perhaps, and lacking foresight, but we were both good people who simply wanted love and skipped several steps on our way to get there. The best way through that I know in the face of loss is to feel the truth and fullness of what hurts. In episode number 10, I introduced you to grounded yearning and the art of breaking open. Breaking open into the truth of the marriage that is failing or the life you thought you were going to live but didn't or the friend whose time on earth was shorter than you'd all hoped. Instead of fighting when all the other options have been exhausted, we can feel. In our final moments of life, we can widen our senses, smell dahlias, and sing love songs. As we let go of blame or numbing, we can let ourselves be initiated by the hot wetness of our own tears cascading down open eyes. If we are willing to admit that we need it, we can finally ask for help. We can go towards the depths of the ocean rather than pretend we could contain its enormity in a fishbowl. In my Catholic upbringing, I often heard messages that denied the depths of the sadness and pain I felt. Sayings like, everything happens for a reason, and 
God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. I find neither of those phrases useful when it comes to loss. In those times, things that were whole are now broken. Something that seemingly shouldn't be now is. No adage that attempts to tie up the broken shards of life in a tidy bow would do justice to the injustice our hearts feel. Our rage knows better. One thing I do know is that we will give rise to new parts of ourselves when we soften something, anything, in the face of loss. One breath, a jaw muscle, the knuckles on our toes, the fists we are clenching. As we soften, we will be greeted by the incompleteness of our predicaments, which can feel very uncomfortable. Loss and endings are jagged. There's rarely anything tidy or clean about them. Unfinished business, things unsaid, and wishes unfulfilled will often linger. Softening into loss also means allowing the truth of the incompleteness to be part of how you know life, which means grounding and widening to make space for discomfort, not as an enemy, but as a reminder that you are alive, that life is messy, and that there are still many things to learn. For this week's homework, journal about a loss, perhaps one that you are still processing, but that's not immediately fresh. Breathe, soften, and exhale as you revisit. Then shift your vision and see if you can see it from the bird's eye view. As you hover above, ask yourself, what does this show me about myself? What lessons are here for me about life? What am I potentially resisting seeing that I might see now? This is not about blaming. It is about empowering and growing. Finding the potential to learn and grow does not take away or lessen the injustice of what happened, but it may help you come back to your heart. Be easy and keep softening. This is hard work. I'll be doing it with you this week. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.